0: I see the crystal raindrops fall and the beauty of it all is when the sun comes shining. Good morning, 512 here on News Radio 92 3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a Pensacola morning news and had uh, a, a really good event yesterday. I had a chance to uh, meet, you know, see Terry Hutchinson, who is the uh, captain of the American Magic team and they're bringing 190 plus people here and of course they're going to be manufacturing the you know each generation of boat for the next 10 years they're competing the America's Cup over in Barcelona, Spain and if they win then you know we could actually have an uh, America's Cup here in Pensacola, which is an amazing thing. One of the things he talked about yesterday that I thought was so fascinating was they um the different water capabilities that we have here have been incredibly useful for them for training. Because, for example, you know, the thing that's been the focal point in the discussion about the America's Cup has been the, you know, the great bay that we have. This long, you know, very clear, clean surface on which to practice this amazing hydrofoil sailing of American magic. And then... Also, what I, you know, because then if you go to a place where you compete and it's just like that, like in Barcelona, apparently, um, it's perfect practice because you can practice on the kind of field, so to speak, that they're going to be using. Uh, the other thing is that if you're, you know, going to be out in the Gulf, you know, which obviously this is a sailboat, they can go out in the Gulf, no problem. They can go anywhere in the world on water. And uh, that's useful because other locations that are more like the Gulf, well, they get practice for that. And so it's really kind of this, um, you know, double benefit. Having both capabilities uh, allows them to train for all venues. And this, the way this all happened is kind of amazing. Like, even I didn't realize what the tenuous thread connecting us to American magic was. You had, you know, like nine years ago, you basically had uh, Terry Hutchinson. had Again, that's the kind of the captain of the American magic boat. Um, he had had uh, surgery from dr andrews like 12 years prior to that and out of the blue uh dr andrews had basically called ashton hayward and said uh hey you know i think that maybe you ought to talk to these american magic guys about having them you know come take a look at pensacola and then he called uh terry hutchinson and he's like hey come to pensacola you know, when Dr. Andrews calls you and tells you to do something, you do it. (laughs) So they came to Pensacola and, you know, somehow or other in all of this connection, they, you know, uh, I guess Dr. Andrews had known the DeVos family, which, you know, of course, you know, he'd been in sailing for a long time. Um, The DeVos family, if you don't know, is like the founders of Amway and now the only Orlando Magic, this billionaire family. And, um, you know, they thought the idea was interesting. And so Following up on that and then working through, you know, with Mayor Hayward and then with Mayor Robinson and now with Mayor Reeves. And and now we have a deal. You know, we have a 10-year deal to be what uh, Mayor Reeves called the home of American sailing excellence in Pensacola. Where kind of we can be the best at something that, you know, we never did before. You know, like you got IHMC. You know, world-class robotics and human performance improvement facility. You know, people tend to think of Pensacola as being the Blue Angels in the Navy base, and it is, and beautiful beaches, and it is. But, you know, we are kind of over the course of time developing other capabilities and excellences that are, uh, you know, wow. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of wild. And, you know, you maybe envision a future in which you don't have just one team. That practices here because if American Magic, if they're correct, which they are, that Pensacola has, you know, weather and variety of training capability and the uniquely amazing bay that we have, uh, you could imagine other teams would come here as well. Or You could imagine that, you know, a sailing innovation could become, a, you know, a real common thing here. And so, you know, there's been money put into this project from the governor's job, uh, government's economic economic development fund. You've got money from Triumph, from BP oil spill money. In fact, it was kind of this is kind of a funny joke. Uh, yesterday, I think it was Collier Merrill was making the uh, the, the joke that um, we are using BP oil spill money. You know, BP stands for what? British Petroleum. So we're using BP oil spill money to create jobs for American Sailing Excellence, so that our team american magic can go beat the british (laughs) which is a you know long-standing historic rivals of the united states in these matters um can go beat the british at the uh the america's cup so i don't know you know just interesting little notes and you know you're gonna have these folks come here a couple hundred jobs and you know there's been money put in by the county money put in by the cities a lot of money has been put into this but um i you know this is a big deal. This is a real, and it's it's a cool thing to see. You know, if you ever have seen the boat, the hydrofoil out there on the water, it's wild. You think you're seeing some alien ships getting skitching across the water, and it's just it's a wild thing to see. So, uh, very cool development yesterday. The signing of the lease. Uh, the warehouse itself, warehouse ten, is not complete. The it's like it's half done, half kind of. Almost. It's got, you know, the roof girders are in and that building was damaged heavily during Sally. You know, that's the one that's been just bones for a long time and they're finally, you know, getting it completed. Um, But that's okay, We got time because, you know, they're still over competing in Barcelona. So we've got, you know, a fair amount of time before we really have to be doing anything inside that building. Uh, But, you know, the the structure is, I would say, like the shell is probably like, I don't know, 70 percent complete. You know, it's sometimes it's the last 10 percent that makes the biggest difference, you know, putting in the cabinets and the paint, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, so maybe it's farther along even than I'm assessing it as because, you know, once you get to where we are right now, the rest of it goes pretty quickly. But, um, yeah, very, very cool thing yesterday. Probably about, um, I don't know, 50 or 100 people in attendance inside the uh, inside the hangar at the port to see this happen. And, you know, great celebration for three. And it's a good example of how. Something can take a long time to happen. Like I said, this tenuous thread and the funding and all of the challenges. And had Mayor Hayward not taken the call or had Terry Hutchinson said, you know, no to Dr. Andrews or, you know, like a whole variety of things that could happen, including decisions along the way or a lack of emphasis. If Grover hadn't kept up with it, if if D.C. hadn't kept up with it, you know, sometimes these projects, you got to make them happen by sort of, you know, will persistence and many phone calls and many meetings as dc said you know um knowing the appropriations chair in the senate doug broxon who's now being term limited out uh, that was helpful for getting a lot of meetings in tallahassee and elsewhere and all of that combined together makes it so that we have this thing happening 520 here on news radio 92 3 informative local dependable i'm andrew mckay
1: i'm getting vaccinated with prevnar 20 a pfizer vaccine
2: The cost of health care is all in the news. Tune in tomorrow morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel as Pro Health will be the guest and we'll be discussing how the Pro Health Medical Membership Program can help you take out the stress and cost of health care. That's tomorrow morning at 9 as Pro Health will be the guest on the Pensacola Expert Panel.
0: The Pensacola Expert Panel 9 to 11 weekdays on News radio 92.3 AM 1620. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station.
3: Mary On Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today and learn more with
2: Mary On Demand. Take the self-guided education series at your own pace. You'll decide what you'd like to learn and when. Visit mary.famu.edu to learn more. That's m-m-e-r-i dot f-a-m-u dot E-D-U. Mary, educate, learn, talk. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. Four to seven on News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable.
0: Good morning, 522 here on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Penskola Morning News. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David.
3: And good morning. President Biden says he's hopeful there could be a ceasefire in Gaza as soon as next week. Uh, he was speaking to reporters yesterday and said that National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told him that the deal is close, but not done yet. Sullivan did say on Sunday he was hopeful an agreement could happen. In the next few days, the Supreme Court appears to be divided after hearing arguments in cases involving how social media companies handle online content. The court is examining Republican backed laws in Texas and Florida that were put uh, in place over claims that TikTok, Facebook, YouTube and others dislike conservative speech. The laws were enacted in 2021 and uh, a Rust movie crew member claims that armor armorer Hannah Gutierrez acted unprofessional on the set before the death of a cinematographer in Gutierrez's manslaughter trial on Monday. Ross Adiego described Gutierrez, who was the weapons handler for the movie, as less professional than he was used to seeing. And uh, he said Gutierrez was putting loose ammunition from a fanny pack uh, and uh, added that uh, there were unattended firearms on the set. So. Just an interesting trial there. We'll be following that as that continues this week.
0: Very good, David. Uh, 523 here on News radio 92.3. And um, just, uh, you know, <laughs> a lot of things going on in the world. And, um, you know, one of the kind of just awful things that happened yesterday is we had an Escambia County employee who was trimming a tree, doing tree trimming, a very normal, basic function. And apparently, you know, up in a bucket truck, And somehow or other, we don't know a lot of details. The investigation is still ongoing. But um, somehow or other, uh, you know, a, a portion of tree fell and hit the, looks like the arm probably or maybe the base of the truck and jostled it enough to make him fall out of the truck to his death. And, you know... From everything that we know the person wasn't wearing a helmet wasn't wearing safety harness which you know there's a reason that these protocols exist and it's for the worst case scenario and you know it's an awful tragedy that you would imagine there's going to be uh you know they were they were being pretty cautious about saying stuff yesterday in the media because you know obviously it's pretty fresh and it's pretty awful for the family and for all the co-workers to have something like this happen and at the same time you've got to think about safety for everybody and you know part of the job of the county is to make sure employees follow safety protocols so that things like this if they do happen they're not this outcome right so I would expect there's going to be some you know reinvigorated safety training and um kind of probably everybody's going to have to go through it and to make sure that you know this kind of thing doesn't happen because um it's just a reminder that these rules exist for a reason but really awful thing for this person we don't know uh, you know who it was and you know obviously the county is going to uh notify folks eventually but right now we haven't been told Four three seven sixteen twenty. 3 16 20 interesting bills uh, working their way through the Florida legislature. have talked to you uh, repeatedly about this chaplains in the schools bill, which I think is a really good bill because it's all about choice, all about volunteer. You know, the, basically the chaplain, the person who is, a, you know, wants to be a chaplain in the school has to come to the school district and volunteer. They get a background check. Then they get put on a list. That list will tell parents that they are available for chaplaincy services if the parents choose to have their children uh, eligible, basically, to receive the services. And from that person, it's going to tell them, you know, what kind of denominational affiliation they have, if any. And then the students, of course, at their choice would be able to, if need be, go see the chaplain for, you know, religious guidance, prayer, you know, whatever in the school. And that's it. And you would think that it was the end of the world <laughs> from some of the critics who've been showing up at these committee meetings to protest. And it's, it's funny to me because what we have right now is zero chaplains. And what we would have under this system is some kids would choose to use the permission that some parents gave to see some chaplains who volunteered to be in the school. And the critics were like, well, they're not trained. They're not certified. They haven't gone through the proper process. How, how do you know that they're even any good at this? You know, part of the challenge of being a chaplain is you got to learn how to work in an interdisciplinary environment and you got to work with different religions and all, you know, how do you know they're going to be good at that? Well, you don't. But right now we have zero. And what you might have, in the future, if Escambia decides to adopt it, and if Santa Rosa decides to adopt it, because each school board gets to make that decision for itself, is some kids would use the permission given by some parents to go see some chaplains who volunteered to be in the schools who passed a background check. That's it. (laughs) That's it. They're they're not going to be proselytizing and evangelizing, except to the some kids we're given permission by some parents, <laughs> you know, like, it's just, it's such, a, like, the argument, well, there's so many other things we should be focusing on, or, you know, you don't know that these are going to be the right kind of chaplains, or, you know, how how do you, how do you know that they're going to really solve for any problems? Well, I mean, you don't. But we have zero now, <laughs> and, you know, it's an option. It's a choice. It's, An opportunity to avail yourself or your child of a service that they might want in an environment that currently has nothing like it. That's it. It's so simple. And, you know, it's just so fun. You know, will there be, um, you know, Jewish chaplains? Could be. Will there be Muslim chaplains? Could be. Will there be, you know, Presbyterians? Well, probably not. I mean, they're going to ban them, obviously. No, I mean, like, that's. You know, that's that, that's the point. And you know, if a imam wants to be a chaplain in the school and nobody wants to see or give their kids permission to see that imam, there you go. And if somebody does, also there you go. It was just it was so weird to hear like they think this is I mean, seriously, I played you the clips. They think this is like white supremacy, Christian nation kind of takeover of the schools where we have been without Bible and prayer since the early 60s, you know? And somebody said, well, you know, seems like if a kid can pray on their own time and read a Bible on their own time, which they can, just in instructional materials, that maybe they could go talk to a religious person about matters of spirit and emotions, and perhaps relationships and eternal life, and you know, the kind of questions that sometimes students struggle with. And maybe it would be okay if that were possible. And so the Senate is on the verge of doing this. The House voted 89 to 25 to pass it, and so we would expect this to become law in the state of Florida.
4: News. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden says he hopes to see a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas in effect by Monday. Qatar's foreign minister says he's optimistic about the talks happening in Doha. This draft proposal would see an end to fighting for over a month. 40 Israeli hostages would be freed in exchange for 400 Palestinian prisoners and 500 trucks of
2: humanitarian aid would be allowed into Gaza each day.
4: Fox's Jonathan Savage body camera and surveillance videos released from a shooting at a mega church in Houston February 11th. The video shows
3: law long- Enforcement confronting 36 year old Genesee Moreno, who was carrying and eventually began firing an AR 15 style rifle in the Lakewood megachurch.
0: Moreno was killed by the responding officers. Two people were wounded in the shooting, and her son was shot in the head.
4: Fox's Kevin Yuretsky, the boy's grandmother, says he's reading on his own now after six surgeries. America's listening to Fox News.
3: Good morning. It's 5.31 at News Radio 92.3. Right now we've got partly cloudy skies. It is 66 degrees this morning in Pensacola. A Pensacola man now facing several charges after allegedly shooting at three people he'd just gotten into a fight with. 20-year-old Mario McWilliams was arrested on Sunday. Investigators say he'd gotten into a fight with a group of people at an area residence. As that group was getting into a vehicle to leave... McWilliams allegedly pulled a gun and fired six shots at the vehicle. Deputies say the whole thing was caught on video. Nobody was hit by the gunfire. McWilliams is now being held without bond on several charges, including three counts of attempted murder. Putting pen to paper yesterday, the principals from the city of Pensacola and the American Magic Sailing Team did officially sign off on the lease agreement for the team to make the Port of Pensacola their permanent home, a day that marks the culmination of a vision. Nine years in the making. I knew that that bay lended itself for world-class sailing. And so when I got the call from Dr. James Andrews and his dear friends, the DeVosses, I knew it would be a winner. And uh, obviously, selfishly, I wanted him to come up and start training in Pensacola, Florida, and get him out of South Florida as much as we love the whole state. Former Mayor Ashton Ashton Hayward uh, says his successors, Grover Robinson and D.C. Reeves, continued the legwork on that. Now, the work to construct the American Magic headquarters at the port continues there's a target date for that of late this year or early next. A Pensacola woman's being held in jail on no bond after a stabbing that reportedly was caught on Facebook Live video. More from News Radio's Joe Ford. 19 year old Nikyla Moore is facing an attempted homicide charge for the incident, which allegedly took place on February 3rd. According to Channel 3, Moore was engaged in an argument with somebody over comments that were made about her kids. Moore reportedly gave the victim her address and told her to come over and fight. That fight was streamed on Facebook Live and allegedly showed Moore stabbing the victim with a kitchen knife. The victim was said to have suffered a laceration on her arm about four inches long and over two inches wide. Joe Ford, News Radio 92.3. Thank you very much, Joe. Well, it's a new era for Gulf Breeze High School's football team. The school announced yesterday they'd hired Jim Stops. He's the uh, program's Second head coach in the last year, Stops comes to Golf Breeze from Westminster Christian Academy in Lafayette, Louisiana. The latest stop in his 30-year coaching career. Stops graduated from United Sports Academy with a bachelor's in sports science. Also, a Navy vet, served from 1990 until 1994. A new nonprofit foundation being established by the Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office and Sheriff Bob Johnson to support employees
4: right now we have two deputies that, um, medically are not doing very well. Um, one has cancer another one has, um, liver failure. And so, yeah. And you know, when you start talking about chemo treatments and you start talking about, you know, other things that you need, dialysis things, anything like that, um, that can be pretty expensive. Even though we have a great health insurance program, the deductibles can be, you know, pretty good
3: and johnson says this new foundation uh, will be able to take donations that can be used to help employees of the sheriff's office that are in need also for community engagement events the santa rosa sheriff's office star foundation is currently undergoing their 501c3 licensing process 535 let's get a look at our channel 3 weather forecast this morning
1: partly cloudy skies throughout the day today. Temperatures staying warm in the mid to upper 70s. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the 60s. As you go into Wednesday, we will have a chance of rain in the afternoon. 20% chance of showers. High near 75. Wednesday night, temperatures start to drop near 51 degrees. A little bit cooler for Thursday with a high near 64. Thursday night, temperatures near 58. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thanks,
3: Brooke. 66 in Pensacola. 60 in Gulf Breeze and 63 in Milton your next news at 6 breaking news anytime I'm David Wayne News Radio 923
2: News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Streamless live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3, and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola. Why is Beret Jewelers the best place to buy an engagement ring? Come in and see our selection. I promise you, we have more diamond engagement rings than you'll see anywhere in the panhandle of Florida. But it's what you do for people that they don't expect, that they remember. The little things that we do, we want to deliver special experiences for you at Beret. We love doing what we do and we love making people happy. We want every person that walks into the store to feel like you're part of our family. I want everybody to have an amazing experience at Beret Jewelers. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknight 7 to 10, before WEAR TV News on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable.
0: Five thirty-eight here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Good to have you with us this Tuesday morning. Yesterday, I had a chance to talk to uh, Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson, like we typically do on a Monday. Sheriff, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, good
4: morning, Andrew.
0: Did I catch you mid uh, mid hacking. Is that what I'm? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's
4: okay. It that's happened. okay. Yeah, I got this pollen thing going on.
0: Pollen? Never heard of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like my whole car turned yellow over the over the day you know it's crazy I I never knew much about it until we moved here I'm like oh my god this is ridiculous anyway um oh, yeah. you guys had a, a kind of a neat story from um, maybe a week or two ago but I think it might have actually been a prior to that like it might have been actually maybe a December story um I saw it on South Santa Rosa news um you got a deputy Bailey Chapman who wound up saving uh, a guy's life because of a traffic stop
4: Yeah, Story. So, you know, she, he was driving erratically and everything, so she was thinking, you know, like most cops do, uh, either texting or DUI, and uh, ends up pulling him over, and he was having, a, I guess, an event, um, a medical event, and he um, ended up, he had a brain tumor, and he would not have found that out if it wasn't for the traffic stop.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just, I, you know, I love the, obviously people are paying attention and somebody's driving erratically, that's first and foremost a public safety hazard, regardless of the cause. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, this turned into a medical assistance, basically, and eventually got the guy, you know, life-saving help, I assume. So, I mean, you know, kudos to her. And, you know, uh, because I'm sure your first inclination when somebody, you know, stumbles out of the car, imagining that's what happened, you're not thinking, oh, Oh, they probably have a brain tumor.
4: Yeah. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I mean, we see a lot of things on our traffic stops and and brain tumors. uh, Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. So it um, it, it was great that he discovered it, and, you know, it was getting care, and
0: it's going to be okay. That's the main thing. No, I I, I love it. I agree. Um, You guys just started a foundation, something the Escambia County Sheriff's Office did a couple of years ago, a fundraising slash, you know, do good things in the community kind of arm, but you guys just just started this, right?
4: We did, and um, we just started the 501C3 process, and um, hopefully we're going to get that uh, awarded to us here shortly, but yeah, we've got a board of directors, and we've set up all the necessary paperwork and so that's the thing we're waiting on is the 501c3 paperwork.
0: Okay, all right. And this would allow you I mean PPD has one as you know, yeah. has one. Uh, th- this would allow you to, you know, take donations, fundraise and do cool things in the community what, you know, what we kind of have recently been calling community policing sort of with outreach and activities and, you know, that kind of stuff, right?
4: Yeah, exactly. It, it's a way for us to give back to the community that helps us so much. Um, you know, they help us with so many things. And we always get people trying to donate money to the agency, you know, and they're mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, uh, how can I help? And they want to write checks to us. And obviously, as a, a government entity, that's uh, problematic. So um, with this foundation, we'll be able to say, hey, this is how you can help.
0: Do you have any um, you know, particular projects or wish list or, you know, what you want to do with the money that you start getting?
4: Um, yeah, well, part of it is going to be set aside for, um, uh, you know, deputies and basically what right now we have two deputies that, um, medically are not doing very well. Um, one has cancer, another one has, um, liver failure. And so, yeah. And, you know, when you start talking about chemo treatments and you start talking about, you know, other things that you need, dialysis things, anything like that. Um, that can be pretty expensive, even though we have a great health insurance program, their the deductibles can be, you know, pretty good. Right. So, um, you know, that's another way for us to help deputies as well. So, it, you know, and it, if something comes up in the community that, that they need assistance with monetarily wise, you know, where somebody out in the community has a house fire and they're homeless, it, I mean, there's so many different things we can do with the money.
0: No, it I, I makes sense, and I've seen some of the things that you know that uh, Sheriff Simmons has done, and I think it's a, again, it's private money. So do you know, give and use and do, and that all fine by me. No, you know, I don't even think I really have much input. I'm, you know, I'm not paying taxes for it, so it's fine by me. Right. Um, you, FHP, a bunch of uh, deputies or a bunch of um, uh, troopers got sent to the Mexico Texas border on Friday. Yeah. The governor was here in Pensacola and talking about that. Also, some state guard as well. Um, has the Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office been asked to do this or ever sent anybody?
4: Yeah, we've never sent anybody. And um, FSA one time put out a thing, uh, Florida Sheriff's Association, saying anybody that can do it get assist. Um, but, you know, we're a mid agency. We've got um, about 400 sworn so uh, we're not one of the bigger ones. The, the deputies that go down there usually come from uh, agencies like Orange County Sheriff's Office, okay. uh, Dade County, Palm Beach, where, you know, they have like 3,000 deputies. So sending them 30 is not going to, you know, it's not going to hamstring them in any portion, you know, any way. So um, they send deputies, um, Jacksonville, Tampa, you know, all those huge agencies, they really are the brunt of
0: of the deputies going down there. I got you. That makes sense. we I didn't ask you the question because I'd asked you when I got you on the phone, but uh, any incidents or events of note from a law enforcement perspective uh, over the weekend of last week?
4: Uh, not over the weekend, really, but I am going back to Tallahassee, or uh, the bill we talked about last time has passed through all the committees. Okay. And it's going to the floor uh, at the House um, Tuesday. Oh, excuse me, Wednesday. Oh, okay. It's going to be the vote so we're going back out there for that. And, and that would be the bill to go.
0: allow you to opt in to put that you have for example a special needs child in your car that it would come up on your registration when the police look at it is that the right one?
4: That is it. Okay, that's so it. they just um, know like said, that that's passed, yeah. Yeah, it's passed all the hurdles except for the vote on the Senate and the House floor, which like I said hopefully uh will go good.
0: Well, excellent. I was saying and you were going to tell me something else you were doing.
4: Um oh we were gonna talk about the uh right lane. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't I didn't know if I was yeah. there's another one I was missing. But yeah, the um governor also said that he wants to get input from local law enforcement about the practical rubber meets the road, pun intended, of uh enforcing the ban, proposed ban on left lane drivers, an even more robust version of it than we already have. Uh he just kinda said, well, What's this gonna look like? Are we gonna task resources to it? What will it really look like on the road? Your thoughts? Would that be a useful law to have in place from Your perspective?
1: Yeah,
4: but the the, the thing he's worried about, the thing everybody's worried about really is the enforcement arm of it. So, um, you know, and I pull people over for this. There'll be somebody, and I hear it from all the citizens all the time. They're like, it is so aggravating. It'll be 55 miles an hour on Highway 98, and there's a guy doing 45 in a fast lane and won't get over. So I've written a couple of tickets, um, but it's just so problematic because all they really have to say is, well, no, I was going to turn left right up here. It, there's no way to prove that they weren't going to turn left right up there, so um, it, I think it's gonna it's gonna be problematic. Let's just put it that way.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think I think this one is specifically for like at highway speeds. I don't remember the number, but I think it was 65 and yeah. up. So maybe the right. maybe or that's interstate. yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it just it is so dangerous, right? People passing on the right is one of the major sources of highway accidents, right?
4: Yeah, it is. and But, you know, a lot of people that are on I-10 and that we stop, I won't say the majority, but it's probably 40% or so of the people we stop on I-10 for whatever infraction, they're not from Florida. Mm. And I don't know of many other states in America that have that that law about you have to get out of the left-hand lane. So, you know, even though they're causing a the problem, you're a deputy, you pull a guy over and he's from you know he's from New Mexico, right? And you pull him over. Do you feel? I mean, can you? You can write him a ticket because he's in Florida. He has to abide by Florida laws. But um, the question is, is how does the deputy conscience feel? Of hey, I'm gonna write this guy a ticket, and he has no clue that we had a law like this. <laughs> right. Kind of thing. <laughs> you know, you're like, I feel bad for the guy that he's gonna sit here and get a ticket, and he's like, I have no clue. I didn't. You know.
0: And and that's what I actually appreciate that the governor is kind of approaching it this way of getting some feedback from law enforcement officers who were yeah. raised those very, because, you know, every, it's like unfunded mandates to the government. It's like, you know, unenforceable mandates that the government makes you guys enforce. And all of a sudden, oh, that's a lot more tricky yeah. than we had thought, you know? So I'm, I'm glad he's doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah me, too. me too. Sheriff Bob Johnson, Santa Rosa Sheriff Bob Johnson, always joins us on a Monday. As always, Sheriff, thank you for the time. Uh, thanks for caring about, enough about people to go to Tallahassee to advocate for this bill. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you, Andrew absolutely 548 on news radio 92 3 informative local dependable if you need to buy or sell a home or want to or just even thinking about it and kind of wondering where should i go who should i ask and listen i i know everybody kind of you know you know somebody who's a friend or you got somebody at your church who's a realtor and that's fine okay that's great i mean i recommend you talk to a couple just make sure that when you're choosing professional services you include christina leavenworth on the list that's all I mean, sit down with her, sit down with other people if you want and, you know, compare and then you make a decision. All I know is from you know my experience of knowing her and her level of expertise and her devotion to helping you sell or buy or find the right thing or even just make a decision. If you're not even sure you want to make a decision, um, you know, she's fantastic. And I would hate to have you miss out on that possibility just because you didn't talk to her. Uh, she sold 175 homes last year. She's only been doing this like seven years. It's kind of amazing. But uh, she and her team at Levin Rinky Realty, just, they're big on communication. They're big on making sure that you get all your questions answered and that you're always kept in the loop. And they've got this whole system for particularly for selling, but that means that they're really good at buying as well uh, and making sure that you get it done. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. You love your car or truck, right? We love it, too. This is Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories. For a cooler summer and protections from harmful UV rays, we'll tint the windows. For safety and security, we have alarms, backup cameras, and dash cams. And for the most beautiful vehicle on the block, our full detailing service will make it look brand new. We have so many custom accessories, it's impossible to list them all here. So come see us at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories on Industrial Boulevard at W Street, just north of Marcus Point Baptist Church.
6: Tune in today at 10 to the Pensacola Expert Panel when Dean Emerson from Pensacola State College's Charter Academy will be on the show discussing everything you need to know about earning your high school diploma and college degree at the same time. State-of-the-art technology, a rigorous curriculum that will prepare you for your next step in life and all for free.
1: The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. Text or call with your questions. 850-437-1620.
6: No man, no woman, no one left behind. For the VFW, it's a credo that stands long after our fighting days are over. Because our service never stops, we're still serving. Which is why we pledge to help our own, no matter where they are or when they need us. Standing in lockstep with those who stood so courageously for everyone else. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org.
2: News Radio 923 get your live programming every day from 5 a.m. until 7 p.m. on News Radio 923 informative local dependable.
6: Asps very dangerous.
2: You go first.
5: here
0: on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew okay It's Pensacola Morning News. I'm so glad that you're with us this morning. I know it's early, but we can be unhappy about the time together. <laughs> uh, listen, we do a quick survey. Uh, Jake, do you like working at 5 o'clock in the morning? Sure. <laughs> you don't have to lie for them. They know the truth.
2: Actually, you know, it's the waking up at three is the part that I don't like. The, uh, once I'm here and I'm coffeeed up, I'm good.
0: Yeah, no, I, I actually I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and the you know working on three and a half hours of sleep, uh, or in this case two and a half hours of sleep, mm. that does happen. Uh, but so so the answer is no. Uh, right. David, do, right. do you love working at five o'clock in the morning?
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, I was dozing off a little. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> we we all hate it. We all hate it together. You never get used to it. No, you
0: never really do. And, you know, it becomes a little bit less traumatic over time. Or you don't notice the trauma or you become codependent to the trauma. But I'm just telling you, if you don't love being up at 5 o'clock in the morning, we're with you. (laughs) But we're here. For you, because that's the point. Uh, What do you got going on in the newsroom this morning, David?
3: Well, it's presidential primary day in Michigan. Over a million voters have already cast their ballots early. Uh, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson says most of those were cast absentee. Over 78,000 early in-person votes have already been cast
0: in that. That means DeSantis has a chance
3: yeah absolutely <laughs> uh both president biden and donald trump are visiting the u.s mexico border in texas this week biden will be traveling to brownsville on thursday to meet with border patrol agents and law enforcement uh trump reportedly visiting eagle pass texas on the same day and uh andrew it's no secret grocery costs have been uh, going up and up and up lately the ceo of kellogg's has a cost saving suggestion i'm guessing you already know what this is going to be uh Kellogg's CEO, Gary Pilnick, believes you should eat cereal for dinner to save money.
0: Absolutely. Just, you know, a little more starvation in your budget is what you need to go for, you know? Because cereal, right, is you know, that's basically yeah. a form of cheaper starvation because it's not enough food for you, right? So good, cool. We can have cornflakes for dinner instead of, you know, meat and potatoes and vegetables and chicken, right? I, I eat that's
2: cereal right. for dinner all the time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, give me by, some Cocoa Krispies at by, 9 p.m. By
0: choice. See? Yeah. You, you also, that's another embrace the suck moment for you that you know. Yeah, I saw that and I'm like, so the answer is, oh my God. <laughs> the answer is, well, just eat less, dummy. That's the solution for that's inflation. The, that's the solution.
3: Yeah. yeah just, uh, yeah, start with
0: Which I would say this I would say that um, as the guy who does the grocery shopping in our family, uh, groceries have not been continuing to go up. But they have not gotten back to normal levels. Right. You know, the inflation rate is, what is it about 3% year over year? Well, right do you now? regularly
3: check the size of the packaging? Because I've noticed everything oh, has gotten smaller. No, the,
0: the Biden shrinkflation <laughs> yes. thing from the Super Bowl, that's just true. But that, see, and again, I always feel like I have to be fair about that. That was going on before the inflation. Yeah, They were were doing that previously. But yeah, it's uh, you know, the soy sauce is now eleven point three ounces.
3: Yeah. You just notice it like every now and then you're like, wait a minute. Last time I bought this thing. Yeah.
0: Right. And, you know, of course, I think a lot of that sort of presupposes the fact that Americans are uh, what's the word I want? Terrible at math. Um, and so so we don't the the one that cracks me up it's I mean that's not always just the manufacturers sometimes it's the retailers Um, I'm a you know we we go to Walmart Walmart is notorious for this and it's it's amazing to me that the uh, let's say the I don't know the the 32 ounce version like the ketchup let's say the 32 ounce ketchup will be I don't know six cents per ounce okay so 32 ounces six cents per ounce right The 64-ounce ketchup, same brand, generic or Heinz, doesn't matter, will be $0.08 an ounce because they know that psychologically Americans believe that if it's bigger, it's cheaper. When in actual fact, it's more expensive to buy the bigger one. I see this over and over and over again. Uh, Particularly, I notice it at Walmart. I've never really paid much attention to it at other retailers, but I do notice at Walmart that they have absolutely embraced the idea that Americans are so stupid (laughs) that we will pay more per unit for the bigger one because and it's not even that we don't do math. We won't even read the stupid sticker where they've done the math for us. Right.
3: Buying right. in bulk is better, man. Buying in
0: bulk is not always better. Got to get more. It's 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 the big box retailer discount store kind of idea that, well, obviously, if I'm buying, you know, 340 ounces of mayonnaise, it's got to be cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, you you got to know prices. You got to, you know... Shop and pay attention. See, you see, we got to
3: really go all in. Buy the five-gallon bucket of mayonnaise. Oh, good Lord.
0: <laughs> that's what you need. And then bathe in it. Oh. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. Um, oh, somebody's very sweet text somebody sent in that, um, I'm glad you're there at 5 o'clock. I depend on your antics and the news to keep me awake on my one-hour drive to Fort Walton Beach. Well, that's why we are here. I mean, the typically in talk radio, most markets are 6 to 9. That would be a normal, you know, uh, for a talk show shift. We do five because the Navy base, because a lot of the military and because we know a lot. And we're kind of an early community, too. Weird. Most places I've ever lived, eight to nine was the prime commuting. But here it's actually seven, six thirty to eight is really the kind of prime commuting. So, um, no, we're that's why we do it. And somebody well, Andrew, why don't you just do the afternoon show? It's not the same. It's not the same. You know, it just it's a different vibe in the afternoons. Uh, I am not, and by the way, I don't know that it would work in the afternoons. To Andrew, come on, it would. I've seen. I'll tell you a little story. I, I worked in Phoenix for a while, and uh, about seven years, and the we were in a cluster where it was a, it's a Salem cluster, which means that it was I was on the Christian station, and then we also had a news talk, uh, like a conservative news talk station, like like this would be, and um, there was a show on a competitor station in the market, uh, Lydian Hill, uh, G. Gordon Liddy's son, and, um, uh, um, oh, good Lord. <laughs> he was such a good friend of mine, Andrew Hill. Anyway, um, but he, they were on this competitor station in the afternoon, and they moved to our station in the afternoon. Same market, same time slot. The show completely failed. Com- Austin Hill, sorry, I don't know if thinking Andrew. Although it's Andrew Hill who works for the Santa Rosa County. Anyway, um, so... I learned from that the lesson that if it's working, you just keep doing what you do. <laughs> That's what you do because you never know. You never know if it would work in a different time slot, on a different station, or in a larger, or a different market. Because people always, well, Andrew, you know, are you going to go become some nationally syndicated host? No, I like this. Also, you can't really syndicate this. It's all, like, who's going to care in Minnesota about the... Pensacola City Council meeting and Days of Our Milton, right? That's what makes this show work—is all that ridiculous, crazy local stuff. It wouldn't even work if we were regional, like if it was in Tallahassee and in Mobile. It just wouldn't work the same. So no, it's always gonna be just this, unless we fundamentally change the show, and I'm not doing that for sure. Anyway, so glad you're there as well. Four three seven sixteen. Oh, somebody says we shot—we stop, stopped shopping at Sam's Club for that reason. Yeah, I mean. You can't just count on bigger costs less per unit. because. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM
2: 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Freeze, Milton, Pensacola.